Today, we're doing something a little different. My daughter Quinn is hosting, and we're here together to celebrate National Girls and Women in Sports Day, which is today, February 3rd. Hi, Mom. Welcome to Empowering Women Through Sports. Hi, Quinn. Thanks for having me. It was President Ronald Reagan in 1987 who signed this proclamation for National Girls and Women in Sports Day, or NGWSD. So it's the 35th annual now, and it acknowledges the accomplishments of female athletes and recognizes the positive influence of sports for women and girls. The Women's Sports Foundation is a big advocate for NGWSD. It's a great organization that exists to unlock the possibilities in every girl and woman through the power of sport. The womensportsfoundation.org strives for equality in sports and social justice, too. Every year, this celebration inspires girls and women to play and be active, to realize their full potential and power. In honor of this day, I would like to start off by asking Quinn a few questions about her activities. Um, I do ballet. I've done taekwondo and... Well, not just taekwondo. You earned a black belt. (laughs) Soccer and volleyball and tennis and surfing and basically anything that my mom ever wanted me to do, I've done. But I generally stay away from the sports that she likes. I don't do it on purpose, but that's generally what happens. So while she likes tennis and skateboarding and surfing and volleyball, I like ballet and I don't know, but we do go skiing together and it's a lot of fun. That's true. We taught you very young so that we could have something to to do together. And uh, Quinn rips, by the way, she loves to go fast. There's no fear in this kid. (laughs) You know, Quinn, I'll say too that ballet is incredibly artistic and requires great precision and strength. It's really just a beautiful sport. It's light and graceful and powerful too, but your facial expressions won't give that away. Their faces all look calm and the rest of their body is completely maxed out. Super cool to watch. So I'll start with the interview with, of my mother. This is Allison Ferguson, and I am the host today. I know that you came here to hear her talk, but you're getting me instead. So, Mom, how did you first get involved in sports? I grew up being the youngest of my siblings, and they were athletes. And my dad was an athlete as well. He was a ski racer all through his life. He taught himself basically and ended up getting on the ski racing team in, in, uh, in college. And for the Air Force, when he had his kids, he said, you know, he really wanted to be able to ski with his kids so that he had someone to ski with. And my mom played tennis and she was a great water skier. She never really liked the cold, so didn't really take to it. But he taught us very young and uh, just every sport you could name that my brother and sister were doing, I had to do as well. I wanted to do as well. And I wanted to keep up. Basically, if I didn't, if I didn't keep up, I would be left behind. And that was the big impetus for me to, to really try and, um, and go for it. Fortunately, I love sports and I could pick up a lot of them pretty easily, which made me love them even more. What's your first memory of 
you in sports? Um, well, I guess it would have to be skiing. We were really young. I remember my dad would take us up to the local mountains here in Southern California and there was a rope tow and I was really young. I want to say, you know, three or four at the, at the most. And on the rope tow, I have this vision of me hanging way high up because the rope tow would pull you up to the top of the hill and then everyone else would let go. But I wanted to keep going higher because I wanted to keep, I wanted to ski more. So the higher you go, the more you, turns you get in, right? So I go and I'm hanging on, hanging on. Everyone lets go. I go flying up in the air and I'm hanging <laughs> by my hands. Um, but, you know, our family, we would go to, my dad was in the Air Force. So he had the military pass to get on the base at Pendleton, which was where San Onofre was located. So we'd go surfing every weekend all summer long. My parents didn't surf, but that was one beach where you could drink beer on the beach. Whereas in Huntington and Newport, they didn't permit that. And as kids growing up at San Onofre, you just see people in the water and people surfing. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's what people do. You, you surf. We would surf and bodyboard and bellyboard and surf mat all weekend, every weekend throughout the summers. And um, I remember that as well, too, as being a really early memory. Around our neighborhood, we would skateboard and bicycle, and our Schwinn stingrays and try to, you know, pop wheelies and ride down the hill doing a wheelie. And For those of you who don't know, my mom is an excellent skateboarder and I used to like to brag that my mom could do a handstand on a skateboard. That was my go-to brag, so. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Gravity has kind of taken over. It's not as easy for me to do a handstand anymore, but <laughs> yes, I... Actually, when I was about nine or 10 years old, I got on a skateboard team and we went to a competition and it was called the World Championships. And I won <laughs> all three divisions, which made me world champion, I guess. So I got that. I'm world champion skateboarder. World champion of skateboarding right here, everybody. <laughs> That's a reason to keep listening. I'll say this though, after I got to be about age 12, when you know, my body started changing and uh, again, gravity and just your strength and everything. It wasn't as easy. I wasn't feeling like it was as fun. I would, it would hurt more. Uh, we would skate swimming pools and, you know, they're not like the great skate parks today. They didn't have these ramps and hits and bowls and all this that were calibrated accurately. These were swimming pools with water kind of around the drain and you had to avoid that. And when I started getting kind of beat up, I said, all right, I don't really need to focus on this anymore. At the same time, I was playing a lot of tennis. I was getting into volleyball. I just had other interests, so I didn't really need to focus on skateboarding anymore. How did the sports that you did as a child help you lead your life to becoming an adult? Well, sports were a huge part of my life, as you've just heard. It was my happy place. It was my, it was, I got endorphins. I felt good every time I would, you know, maybe reach a milestone or get better at something. I just got addicted even more and I wanted to do it more. Sports have been the foundation of my, of who I am. And team sports are something that have really been beneficial. Teamwork, working together toward a goal, having to rely on other people, having them to rely on you. 
um, sometimes you fail and we would have to fail together and we would have to work together to get through that, overcome adversity and try to make a success out of that. And when that would happen, that, that was confidence in the making. That just built all this self-esteem and self-worth. You felt, feel really good about yourself. Um, you know, you, you learn to believe in yourself when you're in sports, getting through tough times and working hard toward, toward a goal, getting stronger, feeling that is just very empowering feeling and, and having your friends, these friendships that you make on these teams, just they're meaningful. And how that's helped me in my, in my life is the jobs that I've had all in the outdoor industry, having to do with sports, because that is my passion. And every time I would come up against a hurdle or a roadblock or something, I lean back on my sports again and it helped me get through it. Can you share a story of a time when you went traveling and sports helped you? When I finished college, I wasn't ready to go to work right away. I actually was trying out for the NC2A volleyball team at my college. It had been a club sport. I tried out, I made it, but through the summer, they ended up changing their minds and giving a a spot to a freshman. And so here I was, I had put some eggs in a basket of getting a master's degree after college. And I said, well, that's not going to happen. So now what? And I had taken a year of French in college and I said, you know, I'm going to go learn French fluently and I'm still not done skiing because I'd gone to the University of Colorado at Boulder. (laughs) And uh, I chose Chamonix, France. That was the you know mecca of skiing, and and a friend of mine was doing an internship in Europe, and so she met me over there, and we got a place to live, and I had a blast ski bumming in Chamonix. That was back in the days when I, you know your skis are only three inches wide. There weren't there weren't these huge fat skis, and you know we had all kinds of ski terrain and conditions. There's just, you know, a limited number of lifts. And from those lifts, you access all kinds of different terrain. And you only had these, this one kind of ski is just, I mean, there were slalom and giant slalom and stuff like that, but they were, you know, planks, but we did it. And I got jobs. I was a ski model. One day of ski modeling paid for my rent for the month. Yeah. I know. Like what? I was getting a hundred dollars a day ski modeling. And that was my rent was a hundred bucks. It was a small place, but anyway, yeah. And then uh, I was asked to come back as a, as a ski guide for, or, you know, a ski host really for a a person who owned a chalet and uh, he'd have clients come out. And so then I got to come back and actually have a really nice place to stay and came with a ski pass. I, I was 22, 23. I was having a great time. And then decided I needed to come home and, um, you know, try to try to get my act together and get a job. You know, my mom, had, that's when she had uh, lung cancer. And so that spring. And so that's what brought me home. I was probably going to stay a little longer, but came home. And unfortunately, she got through all that. And um, I ended up getting a job at Powder Magazine, which was in Dana Point. I was living in Newport Beach. So, you know, half an hour away that's right there is I followed a passion. I went skiing. I came back and that experience helped me get my job at powder magazine in advertising sales. So having a degree in, I was journalism and broadcast production management. That was my major. 
Um, this is the first time I'm using my major in since I graduated. Paid off. <laughs> well, I'm not making any money yet, but, but I'm having fun. Um, how have sports helped you get through challenges? Knowing that you have it in you to work through tough times, having that confidence has really helped me. So for example, recently I had been laid off from my job that I had had for almost 22 years. And that was a real kick in the gut that, you know, wasn't easy. And what am I going to do? And too young to retire. And I had to go forward. So I just went back into my, my life and did a little forensics check with my resume and everything kept circling back to sports and circling back to what I like. And this is what I love. I love to inspire and to empower other people to really reflect back on your sports and, and those feelings that you got from your teams and your, the endorphins and the ability to, to believe in yourself that you can get through these tough times. So the tools that I learned from sports, uh, you know, digging deep, going inside, right? Really finding out who you are and being able to believe that you can get through this. Like I have in so many other times, it's self-esteem and sports have really helped me in that way. And knowing that I can get through tough times, whether it was in sports or in, in my life, I definitely would dip back into my, uh, my athletics that I've always done. And is there anything that you would like to say about National Girls and Women in Sports Day? Something on this day that I like to think about is how great is this? We're thinking about sports and how great they are. And it's actually a day of celebration for, you know, no matter what level athlete you are, whether you're a pro or just a, someone who's getting into something, we all can get the same benefit out of the sport. You don't have to be the best at it. Actually, a wonderful challenge that I would recommend anyone go for is let's say you're not very good at something. Stick it out. Try it. Keep trying and stick it out and you see what happens. The, what you learn from that experience, you can dip back into that in life, in your career, in anything that you do in family. And as you progress, you're going to look back and you're going to say, wow, I remember when I wasn't so great. Look what look happens. Yes. Look what happens. And those are the feelings we're trying to, to enlist and, and the camaraderie and the community that you build with your team, no matter what sport you do, even if it's an individual sport, let's take tennis, for example, if you're on a tennis team, but you're playing singles, it still matters. You still all practice together and you help each other get better in practice so that when you get to the competition, you can perform at your best on your own court. Any sport that you choose to do, you know, will help you open up a different side of you. So I'm your mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> How have I influenced you, do you think, seeing me follow my passions? Well, your passion for sport has brought me into the sports world. Like we go out to the islands and hike and we camp and we go on trips like we went to Nicaragua for a surf trip and that's brought me into it because usually I don't go surfing with you but when we went to Nicaragua I surfed and I think it's opening my eyes to more sports that I'm not really aware of 
and seeing you get through the when you got laid off and during COVID you know she's just living her best life with her sports like I'm in school my dad's in work and she's out here I'm going to play tennis I'm going surfing and we're like okay you do that you deserve it (laughs) um so it's definitely inspiring me to just not really worry too much and just go out and have fun and do what you love and you know seeing you get through your hard times by embracing and doing what you love you know this podcast wouldn't have been around if you hadn't like everything happens for a reason that's true (laughs) no you're right you're right you wouldn't be empowering women that's for sure I wouldn't I did the deep dig back deep into who I am and what I love and try to inspire others to realize what a gift it is to be able to go out and feel the bottom of your lungs. And if you're a runner and you do something a little bit faster than you did before, or you went farther than you did before, that's a good feeling. And being able to do it with people that you love is good too. I remember when I was little, Mom loves skateboarding, so I wanted to try skateboarding. And we would go up and down our front yard, and I would try to learn how to do tic tacs on the skateboard. And I had my elbow, um, my elbow shields, and my knee shields, and my head helmet. And I was committed to <laughs> making you proud. Here's a mothering moment. I remember you were doing volleyball for me, but I didn't know that. So we were going into our second season of volleyball. At the same time, you had switched dance studios because a friend of yours wanted you to join her. And so we were going to dance and leaving 10 minutes early to go to volleyball to be 10 minutes late. So we did this for a couple of weeks. I just picked you up from ballet. You got in the back of the car and I looked in the rear view mirror and you were in tears kind of silently in tears. And I look back and, and I go, oh gosh, honey, what's wrong? And you said, I don't want to go to volleyball. And I looked <clears throat> in the mirror at you and I said, you're playing volleyball for me, aren't you? And you just nodded your head and you just started crying. And I said, we're not going, forget it. You're not, you, you're not, you don't have to go. And I just, right there, I thought, wow, I was really pressuring you to, to do what I loved, which was, you know, volleyball and the teens and all that. And that wasn't your interest. I was also like nine. I still, I was, I didn't realize it at the time. I'm like, okay, Quinny, we're going to go down, get that done here. And we're going to get you over here and we get, you'll get there and you'll finish that. And it's going to be great. And it was just too much. You were having a good time at dance. You weren't ready to leave. From then on, we were able to have you, you know, not, me get in there and mix up your life you were able to focus on your on your own ballet and dance path and you ended up really focusing on ballet i guess that story relates to the importance of finding an activity that you like to do and remain active national girls and women in sports day reminds us that we all need physical activity to stay healthy and it helps us mentally too the benefit of sports for girls are plenty From physical strength and finding a release from Zoom classes, social media, and video games, to teamwork and learning to work together toward a common goal. Start young and carry it on through adulthood. Well, that just about wraps it up. Thank you so much, 
Allison, for joining us on this episode of Empowering Women Through Sports. If there's anything that you would like to shout out at this moment, like your Instagram or something? Yes, find us on Instagram at EWTSpod. And we have a website now, empoweringwomenthroughsports.com. Empoweringwomenthroughsports.com, everybody. Go check it out. You can listen to all of the episodes. You can even sponsor this podcast if you want to. Much appreciated. You can check us out on Instagram or Facebook even. And rock on! Woohoo! <laughs> and that, that was empowering! empowering. <laughs> <laughs>